Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Ashley Pickle. I'm the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. And see, this doesn't really fit with what Tepper says. We also have a magazine (laughs) and TexasFootball.com, a corresponding (laughs) website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us on TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, Greg Tepper's on vacation, sitting over there, running the show at the helm. She is our associate producer. She is Miss Mallory Hartley. Welcome to TFT. It's been a minute since you and I have done this show together. God, man, I was thinking about that. It had to be, it had to be the last time Tepper was on. Tepper had a child? Ch- I think that's <laughs> what it was. I mean, the last time he was cranking out them kids. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> did he, d- well, he, he wasn't at, well, no. I think it must have been the last time. Maybe when he did, when they had Max. I don't know. Yeah. Had that was be. like the Something last like extended period of time that we were doing like legitimate TFT Right, episodes. not just like a one-off kind of thing yeah. where we just did, well, this is kind of a random episode, but you know. <laughs> but we that's do what we do. Stuff. That's what so we, we do. So we love it. <laughs> Today is Monday, March 13th, 255 days until Thanksgiving March 13th, I don't know anybody with a birthday today, and I didn't look it up because I wanted to go back to yesterday, since yesterday was Sunday. Happy 20th birthday, yesterday, to my brother, Jake Pickle. Oh, yesterday I did see was, that. Uh, Happy was birthday, Jake's Jake. 20th. One more year, my dude. One more year. Um, this is episode 1,554. 54. On today's episode, my friends, since it is Monday, we will be getting you caught up on headlines across the Lone Star State. Then in the back half of the show, if you will remember from last year... Mallory came on the show last year, unbeknownst to her. She didn't know what was happening when she signed up to be on the show, but it was in the pre-show, and Tepper labeled her our chief bracketologist because... Which is not true. It is the best. No, it's absolutely true. That's why we're having her back on this time. Um, Very biased. (laughs) It is one of the best times of year in March Madness. The bracket has been set for both the men's and the women's NCAA March Madness. Today, we will go through the men's 
bracket. Uh, Mallory will be our bracketol our chief bracketologist, and then Greg Powers, noted basketball fan, will also be. <laughs> that's what I decided to call him, noted basketball fan. <laughs> Greg Powers will also be joining in that's our great. NCAA March Madness extravaganza. So we are pumped up, excited, um, and ready to go. But before we get started, Mal, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Daniel Agnew, Ed McElroy, and Zill0678. Ah, welcome, welcome in, Zill. folks. Also, it's Jack Harlow's birthday. Oh, so nice. Happy birthday, that Jack seems Harlow. That somewhat I notable. Love Jack Harlow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's. I'm a fan, so nice. I wanted to point that out. I like it. My brother, Jack Harlow, and then tomorrow, <laughs> I have another family member's birthday we will discuss tomorrow. It's also Steph um, Curry's birthday tomorrow, so. Steph is tomorrow? Steph Curry. Tomorrow's Pi Day. 314. You know where we should go to celebrate that? You know his really good pies? Who? La Madeline. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't say I'm like up to par on who has the best pies. The last time I had pie, I actually know this for a fact. The last time I had pie was at a house of pies down in Houston. Ooh. I'm not a huge sweet fan, but there are certain pies that I can get behind because they're not sweet. Like I like fruit pies kind of Uh huh. because they're more fruit based. So. Yeah, apple pie slaps. Not going to lie. So yeah. It's pumpkin pie. I do like apple pie. Tomorrow's pie day keep that in mind all right getting started here let's go with our headlines across the state we're going to start off in the college rank uh utrgv the vaqueros they will add uh their defensive coordinator so travis bush is putting in uh putting together his staff they add defensive coordinator uh former texas state linebackers coach brian gamble so he was there at texas state the last two seasons prior to that he was the linebackers coach at uh la tech following a 10-year run at UIW. He was a defensive line coach at UIW, um, then moved up to D.C. in 2012. Also a big standout player at Texas A&M, Big 12 Freshman of the Year back in 2002, was on the uh, Buckus Award list. So definitely a guy, other than that quick stint at La Tech, that you can say knows his way around the college ranks as a player and as a coach. Um, So a big get there as Coach Travis Bush names Brian. Brian Gamble, former Texas State linebackers coach, as his defensive coordinator. They're, bu- they're building quite the crew over there. They are. They're building quite the crew. I'm interested to see how they do. Yeah, and I think that was a big years. thing in wanting Travis Bush to get hired was all of the connections that he has, whether that be in the high school football ranks or mm-hmm. in the college ranks. So a big get there. Yeah. Um, staying in the college ranks for a second, we're going to go to our uh, non-FBS ranks, I believe is what, SAA. We, what we have decided to call it. Yes. Um, Trinity and Southwestern are moving all of their sports to the SAA. That's the uh-huh. Southern Athletic Association. Um, so they will become full mem- full-time members beginning in fall of 2025. So not for the next two seasons, but in fall of 2025. Um, so the Tigers and Pirates are affiliate members of SAA for football mm-hmm. and the SCAC for all other sports. But everyone will be moving there. So just a quick note there. Corey Hogue, our, small, or our non-FBS insider, has a full story out on TexasFootball.com about that. I won't get too far into the weeds. You know who else is in the SAA? Who? Rhodes College. Rollings. Just so you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> um, all right, moving down into the high school ranks, big news coming out of the DFW here as Mike Alexander, after eight seasons in Grapevine, six of which as a head coach, two of them he was a coordinator for, is leaving Grapevine 
to head, honestly, just up the road mm-hmm. to become the head marauder at Flower Mound Marcus. So you'll remember um, last month, Kevin Ack. Atkinson announced his retirement. He's been battling some health issues, but had a very, very well-respected tenure there at Flower Mound. It was hard to, to watch him go, but they have very easily found another fantastic head coach in Mike Alexander. He went 55 and 21 there at Grapevine, four trips to the 582 regional finals. And um, our Matt Stepp had him saying, Louisville ISD was first class throughout the process. He said the timing was right for us. It was just kind of a natural progression. I've always wanted to coach at the highest levels of Texas mm-hmm. high school football. I had an incredible experience at Grapevine. This community is second to none, and it's been an unreal journey. I'm just ready to sharpen the axe once again, and I'm fired up to get started. So big news there yeah. out of DFW coaching switches. Yeah, that was my question. I didn't know if he had ever coached at the 6A level Mm-mm. before. So uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah, really him. excited for him. Um, and Grapevine is going to be a highly sought-after job. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. They continuously put out great athletes um, mm-hmm. in the 5A Division II area. So crazy enough, now Grapevine and Colleyville Heritage both looking for head coaches because oh, right. Kirk Martin wow. went back to Manville. So yeah. uh, Mustang Panther Stadium is looking for, for two head coaches to, to fill up. Um, another big chunk of news out of the DFW is that Denton Broswell head coach Cody Moore stepping down after eight seasons. So if you remember back a couple of years ago, Coach Moore had announced that he was leaving Broswell and was going to be taking a different job. Then less than 24 hours after making the announcement to his players, he pulled a, a... I'm not going anywhere. I'm coming uh-huh. back. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not leaving. And so he decided to then stay for a couple of seasons moving into 6A. Now, before then, uh, when it, he was the first ever coach of Denton Broswell, all eight seasons that they've been there. Before then, he was an assistant under Rodney Webb at Rockwall, moved over there, took over the program, built it up really well. In 2019 was really their debut year as they uh, they made it to the 5A Division II area playoffs. I was actually at that game when they beat Corsicana to make it into there, a huge kind of statewide shock that they were able to make it in. Um, Then in 2020, they went 6A. That's right when coach said he was leaving, decided to stay, has finished this off. Um, He said that he... Yeah, we're sad to leave this family, but are excited about what's ahead. And he thanked everybody. So interested to see where Denton Broswell goes now after two seasons that have been a little bit of a struggle in 6A, but looking for someone to kind of revitalize where they left off. Yeah, all those. I feel like all those Denton programs, that's just every single one of them is a highly sought after job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Denton ISD is fantastic. It's a a great place to live. So it'll be very interesting to see who the second head coach of Denton Mm -hmm. Broswell will be. Um, other news, we're heading out east for this one. A former UNT player, Caw. assistant coach, and South Lake <laughs> Carroll assistant, Clayton George, is named the head coach out Mount, at Mount Vernon. You'll remember that Brad Willard, who was the coach at Mount Vernon for two years, um, left to take the offensive coordinator position at Tyler Legacy. So now, r- most recently, George was uh, the OC at Plano. 
Um, and he's been all over the place. So this is actually a homecoming of sorts for him. He was a East Texas boy growing up. He graduated from Athens High School, then went on to play at North Texas from 89 to 93. He was a GA there. Then a couple of other stops. He got hooked up with Todd Dodge at South Lake Carroll, was there for a couple of years, a couple of other stops, then followed Todd Dodge to North Texas when he became the head coach in those early 2010 yep. era. Right. Um, then went back to South Lake Carroll under Hal Lawson, has been a couple of other places since then so he's been really tied in with the Dodge family through the all of their moves but originally an East Texas guy heading back out there to East Texas and it's really not surprising Mount Vernon especially after Brad Willard and Art Bryles before then um, has focused a lot on their offense always yeah. a high-flying offense Clayton George is definitely one of those guys so it'll be very interesting to see what he does out there at a program that has as of late been very dominant out yeah. in East Texas get higher uh, heading down to the San Antonio area, San Antonio Highlands names Roger Linderos head coach. He was the DC for five years at San Antonio Stevens. Before then, he'll be replacing Chris Castillo, who resigned in February to take over at Kyle Lehman. Um, coach Linderos was actually a banker who then got to talking with people from South San ISD and then decided he was going to go on and, and become a coach. Um, he's been in the 210 his entire life, so he's a 210 guy through and through and is very excited for his first head coaching job there at San Antonio awesome. Highlands. Um, going out west now, Abilene Wiley defensive coordinator Brian Hill named the new athletic director and head football coach out there at Midland Greenwood. Shout out to their fantastic Raider mascot. Um, it's great. So Rusty Purser stepped down in January, and now Brian Hill will be taking over. Obviously, Abilene Wiley having a great defense for years now under Brian Hill. Actually, Atlanta grad, shout out, then went to UT. Um, nice. he, he spent most of his time in college football become, before coming to Texas high school football in 2020. After COVID happened, he decided that he was going to come back home to Texas. He actually followed Charlie Strong for most of his tenure at UT, then yeah. over to USF. So he's he's definitely got the accolades that he needs. Spent the last three seasons at Wiley, now taking over Midland and Greenwood. All right, two more things here. Both of these coming from our recruiting director recruiting grand poobah greg powers um 2024 safety carter jenkins transferring from klein forest over to willis the 511 200 pound safety is actually the younger brother of parker jenkins who is in the class of 2023 and just signed with houston um but he will be taking his talents out there to Willis. He already has offers from Ole Miss and Boston College, so a big-time prospect get there um, as Carter Jenkins transfers from Klein Forest to Willis. And then finally, one more transfer of note. DCTF Hot 100 prospect Levante Johnson is going to be transferring from Sheldon C.E. King over to Galena Park North Shore. The three-star 6'3", 180 um, Oh, what is he, Powers? Safety. Thank you. There's a teaser. Powers is in the studio. Uh, he checks in at number 85 in the 2024 DCTF Rising Hot 100. He's earned scholarship offers from Arizona State, Houston, Kansas State, Nebraska, North Texas, Oklahoma. The list goes on and on and on. But a big get there for North Shore. Mm -hmm. All right. There you go. Headlines across the state. We'll get us all caught up there. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. All right. 
There's the football. We're about to transfer over into March Madness into some hoops. Noted basketball star, or basketball star. Maybe he was a noted basketball star. Basketball fan, Greg Powers, is going to join us on. Uh, But before then, let's hear from our friends at VCR now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. All right, friends, we are changing the name of this show now to Texas Hoops today. Hoops with a Z. Don't get that confused. It is March Madness. It is one of, I really feel like almost any sport lover's favorite time of the year. Uh, The bracket has been set. Selection Sunday was yesterday. And as of last year, we welcomed in our chief bracketologist, Miss Mallory Hartley. So we have her. Thank you. Claps from the peanut gallery. The member of the peanut gallery. We have our noted basketball fan, Greg Powers. What's up, y'all? Noted basketball. I like how I am like the expert, <laughs> yeah. oh, the yeah, expert here, and then oh, we were gonna put we were uh, gonna, his shirt says football. We were gonna put I am a March thing that said basketball over it, or um, I am March. I am March. That's what it should have been. We should have just put I am March on there. So we have all filled out our brackets, correct? I've I'm mentally filled it out. Mentally filled it okay, out. Okay. All right. I just realized I left part of the bracket unfilled. <laughs> so I need to go back and do. There's like one little subsection that I was like, ah, I don't know. Um, yeah. But we'll start off with, with you, Mal, because you are the, oh, the sure. chief bracketologist of note. So yeah. start off I with, I guess, big picture. Well, we'll go here. Tell me your final four and okay. your your champion, and okay. then we'll start talking through like a couple of sleepers upsets or a couple, yeah, like that. possible right. upsets. But give me your final four, which is being held in Houston for the men's bracket. Yeah, um, and tell me who you think will be playing down there at NRG. I think so. I'll go ahead and start off with my final four. I've got Alabama coming out of the South region. Okay, Houston coming out of the Midwest. I've got Marquette coming out of the East. I've I have hopped on that Marquette bandwagon, even though okay. Powers might think a little bit differently. And then I've got Gonzaga coming out of the West region. All right. I've got Alabama and Houston playing okay. in the national championship. And I picked Alabama. Boo. I picked Alabama to win. <laughs> I've seen Alabama. I've seen them play Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I saw them destroy Michigan State. They're a really dang good team. They're heating up right now, too. And But I'm also conflicted on the – the whole game being in Houston. Mm-hmm. It's basically in Houston's backyard. 
And Alabama's already beat Houston once. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really hard to beat a good team twice. But I'm just going off of what I know. I've seen Alabama play. I mean, I saw them play Texas A&M in the SEC championship and just wiped them out completely. So, uh, yeah, I I picked Alabama as my champion. All right, your champion. Mm -hmm. So Alabama, Houston, Marquette, and Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yep. Alabama-Houston in the championship, and you have Alabama coming out of it. Yep. All right, noted basketball fan, Greg Powers. (laughs) Final four championship, and who wins? I'm going to go – I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mal on some of these picks, okay. right? Yay. And in, in, in the south <laughs> in the south region bracket, I do like Alabama. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think Arizona's a pretty good team, and you know, I'm I'm one of these like front runners, right? Like I'm the one and two guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's good for finishing third in the bracket. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, that's fair. So I'm gonna stick with Alabama in the south. In the east, I got a little bit of an upset. I like uh, Duke. I like right. Duke in okay. that one. There that was a, tough. I, there isn't yeah. a team that really moves the needle for me there. I think Purdue is good enough to win the whole entire tournament, mm-hmm. but I also think, also think that they're streaky enough that they could like lose in round two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And their big man, Zach Eady, um, he's great. Um, he's but if really teams good. can de- find a way to defend him, I think that – and they don't – they're not hot on threes. I think that they can get beat. So yep. that that's why I think Duke is probably the most consistent team out of that region, mm-hmm. even though they're not one of the higher seeds. Um, moving over to the Midwest, I'm going to stick with our our guy Ish Johnson, and I'm going to go with UH. Um, that's mm-hmm. a team that I think um, they got beaten by Memphis in the conference championship game, but I, I their players are just really good. Like mm-hmm. they're fun to watch. They're exciting. They get up and down the floor. And then I'm going with Gonzaga, too, in the West. Yeah. I mean, I just think that it's a great offensive team. I'm going to go with uh, Duke and Gonzaga in the championship, and I'm going to pick the Zags. All right. There All right, you so go. you're going with the typical Blue Bloods there. I guess. I'm I going mean, with the Red Bloods. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Alabama's not your typical Blue Blood. I just think that they've probably run out of gas, Yeah. you know, when it comes down to it. they got a lot of young players, so, I mean, I'm going with the – I know Duke's young, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think a lot of people are like sleeping on them in the ACC this year. I think people are sleeping on the ACC in general. Well, and that this is their first year in the tournament with new head coach, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so mine are pretty similar to both of y'all's. Uh, out of the South, I'm going Alabama. Yeah, I have that's a team no. that I've watched play a couple of times, and they genuinely are all that they're cracked up to be. Um, out of the Midwest, I'm going with the Cougs uh, of Houston. Out of the East, I'm going with Marquette. I am also on the bandwagon. I also think that the East is just kind of meh. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think out of mm-hmm. any of the brackets, that's yeah. probably or any of the regions, I think that's probably the lightest one. Not to say that there's not a lot of really good talent in there, but it's just you said the East. Yeah, uh, I was th- I was going to say the same exact thing. That's got to be the all, lightest region. Yeah, in the way of like, I don't think that there's one specific standout. I think that anyone could get hot at a certain moment and then right. just run with it. There's not a dominant team like I'd say Houston. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Purdue is dominant. No, but I think that Purdue could get hot at the right moment and he beat Marquette. Right, but I just right. I, I think the safest pick there is Marquette. Right. And then out of the West, I am not going Gonzaga. I have them going to the Sweet 16, but I have Kansas beating them. Okay. I am a little bullish on Kansas, but I also think that they – I think that Kansas will get hot in the tournament. They um, always seem to typically do that. Mm-hmm. And man, I think I that think they're going to be upset about not winning the Big 12, and I think that they're going to get hot. I was going to say, I, I, think <laughs> they, I think I was kind of turned off by them in the Big 12, 12 tournament. tournament. I mean, yeah. that was such a butt whooping mm-hmm. from 
by Texas. I mean, I was just kind of shocked at that. I mean, before that, I probably would have picked Kansas mm-hmm. coming out of the West. But yeah, and before I don't that, think, I mean, that I think was Kansas shocking. reacts in the right way to that, and they turn it into something and get hot later on in the tournament. Right. Um, so for my final four, I have Alabama, Houston, Marquette, and Kansas. Um, I'm going to go Alabama winning the left side of the ba- bracket, the Cougs winning the right side of the bracket, and I'm going Cougs all the way. Um, okay, good They pick. did not look good against – I was actually at their game against Memphis yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that's right. You were. Um, Marcus Sasser being out was a huge, a huge struggle in and of itself. I think that if Sasser can get that groin rested up and get back into the game, that that team has the capability to take it all the way. And I think that they revenge the regular season loss on Alabama. Right. Well, and it's also it's it, we talked about this before too. It's really hard to beat a good team twice, mm-hmm. much less three times. Yeah. So it was it was probably time for Memphis to one, two, three, four, five. That's a lot of that's a lot of tape <laughs> they have on him. Yeah. yeah. That was it was about time for. So them I got the Cougs. The conference okay. tournaments are like a grind too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't really feel like you can even look in the semifinals or the finals of those conference tournaments and be like, oh yeah, well. Right. Now this is my team because yeah. they beat Houston. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that they – I can tell you that Sasser came out fully dressed yesterday. He was walking, yeah. like, fairly well, and he came out fully dressed. And I wondered when they started getting down if they were going to risk putting him in. And there was – it was clear as day that Coach Samson yeah. was like, absolutely not. Like, they were Why? they were going to secure the, the one, one seat anyway, right? It doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. Uh, Memphis can really shoot too. Memphis can really shoot. If they uh, mm-hmm. if they get cold, they've got chance to to get beat. But if they if they stay warm, Memphis can Memphis can take on people. And you know who Memphis is playing in the first round? FAU. Uh, yes. What a fantastic matchup! And I actually, took FAU. I, I took FAU too because we've seen them play, mm-hmm. and that team is scary. And they're yes, they're in a mid major, but three losses in a basketball season. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. incredible. FAU they're is really sharp shooters deep. and deep too. Yes, deep. yes. Penny Penny has done a great job with that Memphis team in that mm-hmm. they've got a couple of guys, number three, whatever he is. I mean, he went off for like 23 points in the first half the other yeah, day. Right. He can really, really, really shoot. Um, but I think FAU is is deep, and I think FAU has a lot better uh, big play. Mm-hmm. So I think so too. Okay, let's, uh, let's look at like first round upsets. What do we think is going to be like a pretty – maybe a considered an upset, maybe like a, a higher seed beating a lower seed. Or, you know, well, you your know first I mean. is chief bracketologist. Okay, let's see. I think I'm convinced that Penn State's going to beat Texas A&M. I think that's kind of a good – that's a good upset. I mean, it's a 10 beating a 7. So, I, I'm not really convinced on Texas A&M. They're not typically a deep tournament team. I don't even think they really typically make the tournament on a regular basis. I could be wrong about that, so please don't. But I mean, I do know how deep the the Big Ten is, and I do know that week after week they go through gauntlets of teams, and so I think that I think Penn State is better cut out for the tournament than Texas A and M. So I would not be surprised to see Penn State pulling the upset there. I don't know if I want to like tell my upset picks on air. You know what I mean? But I will. <laughs> oh I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be a team this player. This is why you're here. <laughs> no. Noted basketball Se- fan. Noted Grant basket. Powers not giving up his secrets. <laughs> Seriously, one of the best teams I felt like I watched throughout the course of the season was Charleston. Okay. Charleston like is Charleston is real. Mm-hmm. Like, Charleston is as talented as a lot of the higher seeds. I thought that they didn't get a great draw. So, I mean, I, th- I thought that that was a bad draw for them. And a team that I can't pick that I think that could completely wreck my bracket mm-hmm. is Oral Roberts because I'm going with Duke. Yep. 
And I I think Oral Roberts is really good. They have a huge big man who's really athletic. He's what I mean, I think he's like seven five mm-hmm. or something. And they can absolutely rain mm-hmm. threes. So if there's a team that like you're talking about bracket buster, no one's going to – I mean, very few people are going to pick mm-hmm. Oral Roberts, but that's a team that I think that fans should really pay close attention to, and they yeah. could absolutely destroy me. But you also that's – what That's my pick. You picked Oral, Oral Roberts? Roberts was my upset pick. Oh, dang. I, I stole mean, your thunder. No, it's good. No, I'm glad because that just – it verifies. I completely agree. I think that when you're – Duke has always had fantastic defense, and I think that they will have that. But if Oral Roberts gets hot in that first round, and especially just because they're playing, the time that the the upsets happen is when it is that name brand. That's what people really focus on. Like like you said, yeah. Texas A and M and Penn State. That's that's fun. That's whatever. Texas A and M is a big brand name to us, but in basketball, it's not to a lot of other people. So to see, all eyes are going to be on that Oral Roberts and Duke game, and I think that that that's right. that's my big upset pick. I, I think, think Oral Roberts would have beaten like that. See, that's what I was going to say. Powers. I said we talked about this beforehand, yeah. and I. I kind of agree with you on the fact that if it wasn't Duke, so let's say if Oral Roberts was matched up with, who's another five seed? Let's see. San Diego State, that Mm -hmm. could be an upset. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's a household name, it's Duke, they know how to make deep deep tournament runs year after year. I think that's, that's a good point. Makes, that's like, a good easiest, point, right? My my thing is always, what is the easiest route to see someone just completely overlooking their competition? You're right. You're right. I agree with that. There's some like sneaky good teams mm-hmm. in here too. If you watch a lot of regular season basketball, like Providence mm-hmm. is a, an 11 and UConn is a four. Those teams are almost like mirrors of one another. Very physical teams, big strong players, and. You know, if you're looking for like value, mm-hmm. right? Providence, I think, is is like a good value pick. And, and that was hard. UConn is like a scary team because they started to click towards the mm-hmm. end of the year mm-hmm. and, and found their identity on the offensive side of the ball. And I think they are very physical on defense. So that's just a good conference mm-hmm. this year. There were a lot of really good teams in there because. You know, Dayton was even really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I even uh, I forgot my my right side of the bracket pick for the upset. I usually try to do like one upset pick okay. on each side of the bracket yeah. just to be fun, fun. with it. Uh, I picked uh, Drake over Miami. I like that Drake team. You know, I actually thought about doing that too. I think I really that's a manageable to the what is it twelve versus five? Yes, that's yeah. another. There, there's always there always seems to be one I like twelve that over. Okay, here's a question. Since we're, I'm curious to to know who you guys picked, but since this is a Texas podcast, how far do you have Texas going? I have Texas meeting up with Houston in the Sweet 16. Okay. No, in the 8, the Elite 8. Okay. Yeah, Elite 8. I have Houston and Texas meeting up in the Elite 8. See, I think Texas got the best draw out of any team. Yeah. I think Texas is primed to go to the Elite 8 and match up with Houston. I think Houston's draw at number one. Is much more difficult because yeah, there's some teams. Iowa it, like, or in, Auburn could get well, either of them. Don't even don't look past Indiana. Yeah, Indiana is yeah, a team that could probably win good. this entire. Ter- like Indiana is really good. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I have and Indiana got, and Houston in the in the Sweet Sixteen. They've got two players with uh, was it Jackson Davis and Hook Shafino mm-hmm. who could be you know when this thing's all the dust yeah, is settled. The teams. Yeah. yeah, they've been ranked pretty much all yeah, year. Yeah, they're really good and and. Again, what I feel like is a complete team. So I, I don't think the committee did Houston any favors, but Texas looks like they got a tremendous draw. So I really Definitely. can't pick against Texas 
until the Elite Eight. Yeah, we have uh, we have a couple of uh, we have one Texas Longhorn fan in the office that came up and was like, "Of course we would get A and M in the you know," and it's yep. like, yeah, and at that point you, it's possible. Yeah, like I yeah. think that Texas is a better basketball team than Texas A and M is, but I also think that Texas having this historically unbelievable season with everything that's gone on and blah 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 that the the most likely Texas way to end this, especially when it comes to basketball, is to find a way to lose to a and <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I have them losing in the Sweet 16 to Xavier. I love Xavier. They're always hot. They're always a hot tournament team. And I just – I always think back to that, what was it, two years ago when they lost to Abilene Christian mm-hmm. in the first round. It's like they're just – they just don't do well in tournament setting. I don't know. I just, Xavier's I got a great coach. That. Xavier, Xavier is really freaking good, really, really good. So I wouldn't be surprised. I could see that. Said. I mean, if, if – Z- I. I can mm-hmm. see Xavier getting like they're always hot. The out muscled at Iowa. I know Iowa State like limped in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're still tough and physical, and everybody's building up the Big Twelve so much this yep, year. I so know. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's um, can Iowa State have the recipe to beat a Xavier team if they are both advanced? Right, right. right. Um, but there are some of those Big Twelve teams that I I think are on upset alert. I'm just mm-hmm. not Definitely. a big. Be- I mean, I'm not. I'm a big. I'm a believer in the Big 12. I'm not a big believer in some of the back-end teams. Yep. You yeah. Know, I, I just don't buy into all this quad one, mm-hmm. all this mess all the time. That I know. They're using all these quad algorithms. One wins Give me the teams that win 20 games. Yep. Right. That's who I like. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Last one here. What do you? What was the? What was one of the hardest games for you to pick in, in the first round? Just the first round. Obviously, they get very difficult as you move on. Right. In the first round. Ooh, that's a good one. There's just there's so many of them. I still haven't made my decision between Arkansas and Illinois. <laughs> okay. Because I yeah. I I felt really good about Arkansas, and then they just they looked like crap when they played A and M the other day, and I think A and M only beat them by like one or two. But it was just a, it felt like a it felt like a much much worse loss than it actually was. I still haven't made my that's like the only blank I have left on this thing. <laughs> I picked Illinois pretty easily. I, I honestly like I picked and this was not like on purpose, but I picked every Big Ten team to make it out of the first round. So that might be kind of terrifying. That's very much on purpose. Including my own yeah. team. And that's very <laughs> that that's even very suspicious. So <laughs> I don't know. Um you know what? I I think Kentucky Providence was pretty tricky for me to I think to that's pick a tough because one. I think they're both I mean, Kentucky's obviously the natural blue blood there, but I think Providence has kind of always made a name for themselves when it comes tournament mm-hmm. time. Um, I thought Iowa and Auburn was difficult to choose between two. It's always those eight, nine seed games, which, you know, a bracket works that way because that's how it's supposed to work. But <laughs> Iowa-Auburn's good. Iowa's dang good, though. I think Iowa's – I think Iowa's NC State and Creighton. For me, NC State Creighton, and Creighton like is really a, a tough game. Terquavion Smith might be the – I mean, he's at least one of the top five players yeah. to me mm-hmm. in the country. I don't, or at least he's one of the top five – most exciting offensive players to watch. And Creighton is really well-rounded. You're not going to run away from them. And NC State's going to want to get out and run. Mm -hmm. So that's an intriguing first-round matchup to me and one that I'm going to flip-flop back and forth. I'll do the, you know, multiple bracket thing. Sometimes I'll pick Creighton and sometimes I'll pick NC State. Speaking to that a little bit, I picked Creighton to play Baylor in the second round. That's a fantastic matchup. I I really hope that happens. Yeah, I did too. I really, really hope that happens. Although I think Baylor kind of really – poop the bed in the big 12 tournament <laughs> well and don't they rely a lot on like their three-point game which mm-hmm. just doesn't obviously do well in the tournament well, i think they so. lo- did they lose all three times to iowa state mm-hmm. this year Ooh. i just must yeah. m- maybe it's just a bad matchup you know right. i don't know yeah yeah i'm not a big iowa state 
expert. Uh, Noted <laughs> Iowa State yeah. basketball fan, Greg Powder. <laughs> I am I am catching up on all things Baylor, though, between two bears. There we go. Look hey, at that. that podcast is fire. Not going to lie. I listened <laughs> to the first episode and was like, these dudes are great. I mean, they're all great, but that one was really funny, too. Let's go. Plug. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Texas Hoops Today featuring our chief bracketologist, Mallory Hartley. Thank you for joining us again this You're year welcome. for some Hoops Talk. So and welcome. our newly named noted basketball fan, Greg Powers. <laughs> you feel good about your bracket? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and t- with the Oral Roberts thing hanging over my head, uh-huh. it's going to be hard. Like, it's going to be hard. I, I reserve That's the right to change my opinion as <laughs> – you know, with more sleeps. Okay. Yeah. More sleeps. What okay. day do games actually Thursday. Off? Thursday? Okay. Well, I think planned games might start yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, that's... I don't count the... Like, yeah. you're not allowed to count bracket points until after the playoff. Yeah, because you, don't, play typically, you don't pick the... Right. You ca- you start at Thursday. Correct. Yeah. Well, there it is. A little bit of Texas hoops today. Um, now we go over today. to Mallory Hartley for America's favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We will be. Me and you will be back tomorrow. Math I don't know Tuesday. what we're, Math Tuesday, and we'll be calling and then the I think coach. Calling a coach. So which we've got a book. So and then that's WTF on Wednesday. And, and then, then WTF on Wednesday, and then we are gone Thursday and Woo. Friday. Let's go. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And follow us on Twitter at DCTF. And of course, see all of our work at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Chief Bracketologist Mallory Hartley, noted basketball fan Greg Powers. I am Ashley Pickle, Vince Young. Oh, you want to do it? No, he doesn't want to do it. Why not? Please come. I, bo- I botch it every time. <laughs> it's like it's like the one saying that's like everybody knows what to say, and I screw it up every time. It's okay. I did it the first time. I, I don't did know too. what to do with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow for Math Tuesday on Texas Football Today.